Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host, Michael Eriksson, and this episode is Beginner Tip 11, where I'll talk about optimizing for weeks and months of training instead of single workouts or intervals, which many beginners or even intermediate or advanced athletes do. And this may sound a bit unclear at the moment, but it will make a lot more sense in just a few minutes once I get to explain it properly, I promise, so bear with me. Also bear with me because I'm doing this really off the cuff because I realized that uh, this is uh, such an important topic that I need to talk about it today and not uh, in a week or two weeks or three weeks because it's uh, just something that comes up time and time again in my own uh, coaching and that I talk about all the time with the athletes that I coach. So that's also why we're not talking about what I said last time that we would talk about today, which was how long you need to prepare for a race. That will come a bit later. Uh, Today, let's dive into the main topic and sorry if... uh, it sounds a bit like I'm rambling. As I said, I'm doing this pretty much off the cuff with minimal preparation, but I hope it will make sense anyway. So optimizing for weeks and months of training and not individual workouts, that means that you take the big picture view of your training. You take a step back, you look at what you want to achieve in the grand scheme of things and not just trying to nail a single workout. So let's illustrate this by an example. Let's say you have a running workout and uh, and you have some fast running in it and uh, and you go out and you feel good and and you can actually run quite a bit faster than uh, than you were supposed to than your coach told you to. So so you go out and run 20 seconds per kilometer faster in that fast segment or those fast intervals than you were supposed to. And you're on top of the world, you think that, yay, I really nailed this workout. I'm really good. I'm on top of the world. And that may be true in that workout, but uh, what happens the next day? Do you recover the way you were supposed to recover? Or do you actually miss your next day's workouts? Or do you not do the workout at the intensity that you were supposed to? What what? Basically, that's the kind of thing that I'm getting at. Like, if those 20 seconds per kilometer faster in that single run workout, if that causes you to miss a workout or not be able to do your next workout or any workout, really, at the quality that you are supposed to, it might even be a technique workout, but you're so fatigued that you you can't really concentrate on what you're doing, so you don't get a lot of value out of it. If those things happen, then... Even despite the fact that you went a lot faster and had a really good running workout that day, it doesn't make up for what you lose. So if you would have gone at the prescribed intensity, or maybe even just, let's say, a little bit faster, but five seconds per kilometer faster, then you might have been able to do the rest of the training that week just as planned instead of uh, missing it or doing it not as planned and, and losing out on those benefits. And I said it time and time again, but consistency is so important. And yes, this again is about consistency, but it's a different approach to thinking about consistency. It When you kind of think about how you want to optimize your training week or your training month, well, then you start thinking about, well, first of all, I want to execute all of the workouts that I have on my program. How do I best do that? Well, I need to make sure that uh, 
first of all that i have uh, that i do proper planning so that i don't so that life doesn't happen and get in the way and that, that usually you can avoid that by by doing the proper planning but that's not what we're talking about today we're talking about what you actually do in in the workouts and in your training and the other big piece of this is that example that i just described that if you go out and do a workout way too hard then that may seem good in the moment that may seem like that like you're doing a good thing you're really pushing yourself to the limit you're attacking the workout and it is fine i don't want to uh, to make this sound like i give i'm giving you license to to lazy ass your way through workouts that's not what this is about uh, but you need to hit the intended purpose the intended intensity of the workout but not go beyond that let's say that you have a a zone four workout and you know what zone four feels like well if the pace that your coach gives you it seems just a little bit too slow because you've become faster the last few weeks well then you push it up a little bit but you still make sure that you keep it in that zone four and not in zone five not like all out time trialing the workout there is a time and place sometimes for attacking workouts and time trialing them but uh for most beginners, that's not the stage of your triathlon training that you want to be doing that. For most triathletes, you need to be really deliberate about when you do that. And you need to really uh, discuss that with your coach to make sure you do it at the right time and the right place. Because what your coach doesn't want you to see, and this is why I brought this up, because I've seen this uh, time and time again in my coaching, is... Uh, is people attacking workouts and, uh, and and then losing out on the, on the consecutive days of training, and uh, so so that's that's what this is about. And this same thing can be applied to within a single workout. Let's say you have an interval workout, or it can be any workout, but let's use an example of an interval workout. So you have, um, let's call it five by four minutes uh, running, and and you're supposed to be running those four minute intervals pretty hard um, and you have a prescribed intensity whether it's a pace or a heart rate that uh, that you're supposed to run them at well again you feel good you feel fresh you go out there and you you really hit the first one hard and you hit the second one pretty hard but then you you fade on the third one and the fourth one really is uh, uh, is a slog almost maybe not it might not be a slog but you know it's it's slower than you were supposed to the third and fourth interval might be quite a bit slower than the intended intensity well you might be really happy with the times that you got for the first or how long you could run for those first four minute intervals and think yay two two intervals were really a lot better than planned two were a bit worse but that makes it even right uh, no wrong not right because you your intended purpose of that workout is to accumulate time in a specific training zone or area of physiological adaptation that's how you become faster and fitter in most cases it is there again uh, this is there are exceptions in some cases you may want to just see how you react to running really fast the first interval can you hold on and there is benefit to doing that sometimes like mental uh, psychological benefits but again that's something that i would suggest comes into play more when you're more advanced not at a beginner level and and by the way this isn't just about interval workouts this can be any workout this can be a normal 
let's say your your Sunday run. Let's say you have a one hour long run, and and if you go out and do that way too fast, then the same thing applies. Or starting that workout too fast, the same thing applies. But going back to that five by four minute example, you were supposed to accumulate twenty minutes five five times four at uh, at an intensity that might be zone four, it might be zone five, uh, and uh, and what what you managed to do was to do. Uh, 10 minutes no sorry 16 no 20 you managed to do uh, the, the original example was 4 by 4 so actually it was 16 minutes at at a prescribed intensity so you managed to get 4 minutes at zone 5 uh, 8 minutes sorry <laughs> 2 times 4 this is where, where you see that I'm off the cuff but then the next uh, two intervals were really um, a lot slower so maybe not even even hitting zone 4 or at least not hitting threshold so so you were in, in low zone 4 or zone 3 so the total accumulated training time in that high zone 4 or low zone 5 whatever the workout's intended purpose may have been, it was half of what you were supposed to do. So even though the average pace may have been correct, that's not what you're after. You're after optimizing for the entire workout, not for the, a few intervals. So, so ideally, the way to think about this is that you want to be able to even split or even negative split get stronger as the workouts progress. Uh, that's, that's how you want to be thinking about those workouts. But I think that that about explains it for for this beginner tip. But I do want to remind you once again, the most important takeaway here is that you need to take the the big picture view of your weeks and months and years of training. How can you make sure that you get 95% of your planned training sessions done over a period of several months or even several years? That's what you're after. It's not about trying to go faster and impress your coach in, in that one single workout. That it's, it's about that consistency. Again, returning to that consistency, but what I want to give you with this episode is that mindset shift and, and that mindset approach to, to why you maybe not attack every single workout and, and what you're thinking of when, you, when it comes to actually executing the workouts. You're not trying to prove your fitness in that single workout. You're trying to make this a workout that uh, hits its intended purpose on the head while allowing you to hit the intended purpose of all consecutive workouts on the head as well. The more workouts that you can that you can accomplish, that you can that you can tick off and hit their intended purpose on the head the better you are going to be as a triathlete, the faster you're going to improve. And it it requires patience, it does, and, and it doesn't happen quickly. That That's not what I'm saying either, but this is the best way to go about it. Optimize for weeks and months of training and not optimize for that workout itself. That's about it. I hope that you enjoyed this beginner tip you can contact me and send me questions or topic suggestions for future beginner tips on michael at scientifictriathlon.com. And that's Michael with a K. Or you can tweet me on uh, Twitter where my handle is at SciTriad. Next Friday, you'll hear a beginner tip as usual. But in case my spontaneous self changes mind again, this time I won't even say what the topic will be. So just tune in next Friday and you'll hear all about it then. Finally, uh, an important call to action here. This is the only thing actually that I prepared for this episode. 
I would like to ask you once again to submit a rating and a review on iTunes if you enjoy this podcast. Big shout out this week to Be Good from Australia who writes, Fantastic five stars, a superb podcast which any triathlete should be subscribed to. There is a lot of useful information which is available in here. You can see that Michael puts a lot of effort and research into each episode. Thank you and keep them coming. Thank you so very much for that. Be good. Another Australian review. And uh, listener for listener, I gotta say that the Aussies are really wiping the floor with everybody else when it comes to those ratings and reviews. Definitely appreciate that. And everybody else, you need to up your game and get those ratings and reviews coming. Remember that uh, it's uh, not to boost anybody's ego that you're doing it but it really is an important part of keeping the podcast going and staying alive with uh, that helping more listeners find the show and helping attract sponsors and that sort of thing which allows me to do this podcast so i want to remind you of that as well thank you as always for listening keep training smart and keep loving triathlon